I regret to inform you there's something new that Gen Z believes that they've invented fresh. I'm going to guess this is tiramisu, something from the 90s that uh, that was from my day. Tiramisu, sriracha, uh, the Bloody Mary. Um, no, this is something that they... I'll give them credit. They did give it a new name, I believe. But um, this is something that's all over TikTok. It's called Swicey. I do it, not know. It's a new flavor that Gen Z has invented. How do you spell Swicey? S-W-I-C-Y. It's when something is sweet and spicy. Oh! oh. So, um, this is huge on TikTok, like I said. So, it's turning into like this huge food trend and all these brands and stuff are embracing it because Swicey is really big on TikTok right now. So, um, people have moved on from sweet and salty. So... Mm. This um, guy, senior manager at Shake Shack's Innovation Kitchen, Nick West, says um, when he first started in the industry, sweet and salty was the new thing. You couldn't make chocolate chip cookies without putting salt on them. Oh, this what is an true. A-hole. Oh, my goodness. This is I true. Everything. Alice, I'm not usually angry, angry this early. <laughs> Let the record show before we go back into Swicey that um, we were up late last night, like to almost 3 a.m. Is that true? That we is true. We have not done that maybe since our honeymoon. Oh, man. Where there was not lovemaking, by the way, let the record show. It's a point of contention to this day, which I'm is bringing it? up now. I figure this is the right place to do it. <laughs> I don't uh, even remember that that's true, but okay. Yeah. So, but, um, and so, there is something appealing, by the way, to be underslept in to infuse coffee and caffeine. So you've got a Pepsi, I've got a coffee. Mm -hmm. But there's something soothing about being kind of um, exhausted and racing with coffee in into your veins. It's a weird feeling. I like sleeping better. Well, I understand. I'm so excited to go back to sleep later today after I finish my work. But that's a selfish pregnant thing that you people do. <laughs> I know. It is a selfish pregnant thing. But... Okay. Tell me more about Swicey, um, which is... Gen Z made this up, you know, spicy, sweet and spicy. Yes. First of all, <laughs> I want to. I, I, I want to. Here's what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. When I actually am, uh, when I'm sworn in as president, yep. I'm going to first and foremost. One major policy initiative is I want a clear definition of what is spicy, because these Gen Z wusses and millennial wusses are eating stuff that is not spicy, but is called spicy. Well, the food industry apparently thinks that Gen Z is eating spicier food than like any previous generation. I have high standards when it comes to this. High standards. In 1994, you would have found me in Central Square at a pizza place covering my pizza in uh, crushed pe red pepper. Mm -hmm. Covering it to the point where the pizza was mostly crushed red crunchy. Pepper. Yes. Indeed. Now, I wasn't being a tough guy. I was just probably emotionally scarred. But, but so, uh, and, and, like, if somebody's going to say, if, if you have hot sauce, if you ask for hot sauce and somebody brings over Tabasco, they are not giving you hot sauce. If somebody brings over Cholula, whatever it's called. Cholula, yeah. Cholula, that is not hot sauce. Hot sauce is hot sauce. Should be painful to the touch. Wow. There's not a lot of that happening. So, I, so there, at some point, we need a total different show. Different people are different. I understand, 
but don't tell me flaming hot. Um, what's it called at um, Buffalo Wild Wings? Uh, Raging. What's it? What's the hot one? Um, blazing. Blazing. Right. You. It better be blazing. If it says blazing. Yeah. I mean, this is to talk about. We're going to talk about truth in advertising and false advertising shortly. It's one of the news items we have. But we need to redefine hot. There are people who know what hot is, and there are people who are, uh, like, Ontario hot is not hot. Okay, I mean, true. Okay, I'll let you get to your... Um, Swizey. Swizey, yes. Um, so, a big trend, a big, like, example of this trend is hot honey. Everybody's oh. buying hot honey. There's apparently a brand called Mike's Hot Honey, which has been popular for years. Um, but... Sweet and spicy pairings on menus are up 38% in the last year. Pizza Hut has come out with a hot honey pizza and hot honey wings. Okay, I want to... Okay, we need to to pull over again. Okay. I feel that this is a dangerous trend where a lot of people are ordering spicy stuff or, or using spicy stuff, condiments, as a mm -hmm. conversation piece. And that is very dangerous because conversation pieces in food, in dining, makes us all liars. Makes liars out of all of us, and it derails the um, dining experience. Well, we all pretend, and this is a younger person's thing, and I would have done it probably too, if, had there been pretty women in the room, and I was 25, and they were like, have you had the spicy honey? And I would have it, and I would be underwhelmed, but I'd say, oh yeah, it's fantastic, and I'd spend 15 minutes hoping to God it would end up in a make-out session, which it never would, <laughs> pretending to like these things. These I worry about this that these that these gimmicky um, like flourishes like hot and spicy spicy things are taking over and we're all being insincere. In the same way, in, in 1993, I bought OK Cola like I told you about and pretended because I was Gen Gen X that we were supposed to like OK Cola. Do you remember OK Cola? You don't remember it, right? No, and that's. Coca-Cola put out OK Cola, which is like, I don't give an F, Cola. Yeah, we're all slackers. Gen X, man. We inherited the debts of Reagan and Bush. And, and uh, you know, Eddie Vedder was our spokesman and this and that. And we eschew your success, man. It was so, it's so <laughs> typical of every, every like, privileged generation. Anyway, OK Cola came out. It was Coca-Cola's, was marketing to us. And I bought into it. It was like, like this orange soda which was the packaging was like they didn't bother packaging like with with uh, glossy uh, um, graphics or anything because it was mm -hmm. like we don't give an f. This is the alternative. It's like, it's like the whatever. Yeah, it, it's whatever exactly. Yeah, we're not tuning our guitars. It's f it. Yeah, and it, like there was a whole slew of f it food at the time as well and stuff mm -hmm. like just to show f them. And it was totally insincere. And I apologize. I apologize for being part of that. And that's what Swicey is. There's nothing happening in Swicey that... It's like there's not enough people with palettes and way too many people with marketing degrees. So that's why we have Swicey. Mm -hmm. And people need content. Yeah, and I mean, like, these companies want to make money. So if TikTok says Swicey, they're going to make Swicey. So, um, oh, there we go. There's so some company moaning too. that says... 
Armonine, I don't know, which offers spicy agave syrup, spiced brown sugar, and sweet and spicy cinnamon flavors. That big syrup brand, Tarani, which is the one that you see like at coffee shops with the big pump bottles. They're like kind of golden colored. They make a sweet heat syrup that you can put in your cocktails. I saw an article out there today that said like you should add hot sauce to your martini for a fun twist i mean i, um, I have had the my brother and i when we bought our place and beacon bought our place when we rented an apartment in beacon hill 23 years ago mm-hmm. there was an absolute vodka um bottle of absolute vodka like the spicy vodka mm-hmm. that was like whatever chili pepper vodka yeah and that baby lasted a long time considering we were living there because it was like, it, it's rubbish. It, this stuff is rubbish. Yeah, it's like the bacon vodka too that they that yes. was out. It's like, you can only, it's only good right. in Bloody Marys and right. only if you don't want a regular Bloody Mary, which usually people do. So. Right. And these things are, these are like uh, sloganistic things. These mm-hmm. are, these are, they're, it's not real. It's just like you can have, you can have candy cane flavored stuff all over your house. But you gotta, it's an insincere opt in. Okay, right. fine. We're doing candy canes. So, market research shows 62%. This is why I think you're right that a lot of the spiciness is insincere. Uh, market research shows 62% of consumers like or love spiciness, which that's not true. It's no. not 62% of people, but Gen Z and younger millennials like it even more. I mean, we've got kids in our house who think that, like, certain Doritos are spicy. Like, anything <laughs> Younger at all. consumers are asking for flavors that are not just one note. They're checking multiple boxes on your tongue. <laughs> How many of these consumers, Alice, do you believe would enjoy some of my spicy chili? No, they would not. Correct. It's not edible by humans. Because it's actually spicy. <laughs> yeah well one time you outspiced yourself with your chili yeah but that was a you accidentally of... created hot chili oil instead of chili because right, there was too much uh pork belly and it melted down and became this silty swill of heat that that burned through your <laughs> oh, it destroyed the... your internal organs well yeah and it burned through your what's it called what are those esophagus things? what are those things that close on you people have these holes that close they're called sphincter sphincter well yeah, i didn't want to say that but your yeah sphincter it, it could go mm-hmm. right through it to, even if you thought that you didn't want it to go down your <laughs> esophagus yeah so no. yeah that was that was like weapons grade stuff that was not good the brand in the raw you know they make the sugar in the raw i realized the in the sugar in the raw people should go out of business that's the sugar that's not sugar at starbucks it's big and brown it doesn't taste like sugar they have a new vegan organic hot agave in the raw that checks all the boxes as heat is becoming more mainstream. No, it's not. No, it's not. You can you... put it on anything from cocktails to mocktails, dressings, marinades, chicken and waffles, charcuterie, cheese boards, girl dinners. You name it. It's a perfect addition. So now I know what to get you as a stocking stuffer. Some um, vegan organic hot agave in the raw. What an, oh, what an awful, awful thing. Vegan organic hot agave. In the raw. Ugh. <laughs> so it's rubbish it's it's rubbish this is just simply- but that being said things that are sweet and spicy are good and have been good for a long time i mean there's been like thai sweet chili sauce forever i mean Correct. whether or not you think it's stuff is spicy enough for you like it's also just not something new the idea that you would have some spiciness and some sweetness together i mean it's right. not like what barbecue sauce is 
but you never have to mention it before. But this idea that you're being getting a medal for having something spicy. I mean, there should not be. I, I'm sorry. If you get pad thai at a Thai place and they bring over the caddy of four little jars of things that come in as a caddy, mm-hmm. two of those should be finished per pad thai. The sambal sauce or the hot chili garlic sh- mm-hmm. sauce should be gone. And the off-color one that's just like it should be gone. And it, I... I I can't indulge this. I can't indulge this as a fanciful thing. I remember in 1995, mm-hmm. as when I was a valet, we would order uh, Thai food from from uh, from Cambridge. This is in Cambridge. Okay. And they would come with the chili peppers in there, and my boss, the valet, would eat the chili peppers, and his face would get red, and he'd sweat. And <laughs> he was in great pain, always. And... There was no celebration, but he would show he would be really feeling the pain from the thing. It wasn't spicy, and it wasn't anything like part of a hip trend. He was just... He didn't make a TikTok about it? No, he was a masochist, and 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 so was I, you know, and I appreciated it. But this, I, I don't buy it. I don't believe that they're really having something sp- spicy, This the generation. I'm not buying it. And I, and I hate to be negative, because I like spice. I have pepper plants here. Mm-hmm. We had peppers last night. Our neighbor Dan made a Thai spicy chili sauce. It's actually spicy as hell. Yeah, our neighbors do go there with you on the spiciness. Yes, and then the idea is, and even chili. When you make chili, obviously it's sweet and spicy. It's like like so. That's my other problem. Like like you said, is that it's not original. You didn't invent anything. So it's just thing. It's spicy. I'm angry. <laughs> we'll name the episode that. <laughs> but it's not for any good. I reason. thought we should name it "Checking Multiple Boxes on Your Tongue." Oh, can, can you imagine? Sorry, so what's going on here? There are electronics. Yeah, the marketing people need help if they're saying things like it's checking multiple boxes on your tongue. But that was my favorite phrase of the article. Yeah. Um, but right. marketing like really works on people. Marketing works on people or it doesn't work on people. But people should keep it in mind always. And so like there are people... If you go in a place and, for instance, order something and somebody's like, yep, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or somebody expects you to know something and you don't, it's your first time there, but they're like customer service that are out of it, then what could that be about? <laughs> I don't know what it could possibly be about. Is anyone else even up for him to be having a fight with yet? No, I, he probably has had two donuts or three donuts and... The, this whole this is fiefdom, but 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 there can be people who are just abrasive or just have no customer service skills or unappreciative, and and I do not like that. Like for instance, there's this great roast beef place in the Melrose Wakefield line. What's that called? Is it a Billy's roast beef? Is that is that what that is? But okay, and. I don't remember. It's a great place. And they always, me and like six other fat guys went in there one time, like 10 years ago, and they were like, mm-hmm. okay, boys, what's going on? And they were like encouraging us to get this and that. And they knew that we wanted the fattest, the most right. greasy stuff. And they were great. I think it is Billy's. And they were absolutely great. And they got it. And there's like this camaraderie. Some places, though, seemingly have. And actually, I had a. The people at Starbucks had this problem. In one of the ones on Beacon Hill and Cambridge Street, this is twenty mm-hmm. years ago now. Um, 
like Starbucks is fun and nice, and there's nice jazz music playing, and they like yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember one time going there and like asking about one of the things, like the mocha latte, the 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 the, the, Vendi, Vici, the, Vici, the Mussolini, whatever thing that I was supposed to get, and 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 the dude was already like pissed off. There and he's like, mm-hmm. "Yep, yeah, no, it doesn't come. Out. I can, I can make it cold. I can." And he's already like bitchy. And I remember I gyped the uh, cinnamon uh, before I left because I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> just man. as punishment." Yeah, he gyped it as punishment because they deserve that. Um, but they're like, but seemingly it's a nice place. We might still have that cinnamon. It's a nice <laughs> place, and it seems like it's nice. But there, if there, there's an a hole nucleus to a lot of these places. It, if the people are literally the owners are like angry, which brings me to David Portnoy, Alice, okay, and Dragon Pizza in Somerville. Portnoy did one of his one bite things where he goes to this place, Dragon Pizza, really hipster pizza place. Looks mm-hmm. like it. The pizza, by the way, looked looked delicious and wonderful. Um, and um, and Portnoy ordered the pizza. It was big and floppy, which I love. I, I like could do the floppy all pizza, day. Yeah. He said it. Portnoy said it tasted too much like Parmesan. Which I to me sounds good. That means somebody's doing something in excess, which I love. Mm. Um, but apparently, the guy inside, the owner of the place, saw him. I think my feeling is that he saw him doing disapproving looks about his pizza. Mm-hmm. So he came out and went after Portnoy. Now Portnoy was kind of saying it's too floppy. That's six point five out of ten, whatever. So this guy, one, is either a Portnoy hater from the beginning. Which is possible, mm-hmm. uh, or two, it's Davis Square in Somerville. So that's the new Harvard Square. It's big, it's, you know. They're very lefty kind of. Mm-hmm. Or he saw these his Portnoy's looks of not liking the pizza, and then tried to go. It was offended and tried to go yell at him or make war or whatever. But it's not a good move. You of if you're not. It, you can't. If somebody, if you're a comedian and somebody likes your, doesn't like your jokes, you can't do a uh, Kramer uh, and yell at everybody and lose your mind because it takes the humor and fun out of a place. If you're a, a, an owner of a pizza place and somebody doesn't like your pizza, you can't berate them because it gives the lie to the aesthetic of the place, the beauty of the food, the you know easygoing passion. Remember, it's supposed to be a place of, um, uh, it's supposed to be a, a place of. Uh, placidity and pleasure well right and ordinarily even though we like dave portnoy we do not avidly follow his pizza reviews so we never would have heard of dragon pizza in somerville and dave portnoy's poor review of them if the guy didn't fly off the handle at him too right and by the way yeah and i and i and i disagree once again that pizza looked fantastic but uh, yeah, I a, like a floppy, like foldable slice myself. Absolutely, that tells me the the crust is thin as hell, and all the good stuff is overtaking. That's good. Uh, okay, here we go. All this stuff. Thank you, I appreciate that. Dave. Yes. Here comes a guy. Enjoy your pizza as any customer, but don't appreciate what you do coming in and judging a business with one bite. Well, well, we do more. Is this your spot? This is my spot. Oh, I hope you enjoy your pizza, but I don't appreciate what you do to small businesses. Well, I help. The good news is I, I give don't you see a it that way. terrible school. <laughs> that guy. Now, hold on. 
I don't appreciate what you do by judging a pizza by one bite. Had Dave taken one bite and said, this is the best pizza I've ever had. He, he would appreciate it. Absolutely. And by the way, judging a pizza by one bite, what a humorless dink. Really? Yeah. That's all it takes? That is so humorless. Really? You get Portnoy there. The guy is fun as hell. Go have fun with him. Have fun with it. Show that regardless if Dave thinks it's floppy, that you're a cool guy and a good guy and you get to have a sense of humor. But no, Dragon Pizza in Somerville, the new Harvard Square in Davis Square, is obviously this guy's freaking humorless. Who wants to be around that kind of guy? Like, F you, dude. So then uh, you'll see he leaves in a second. Then he comes right back out. And then Portnoy, good for Dave. Portnoy goes full mass hole. Well, well, Domineer, can I ask you? Yeah. What was his problem? I don't like, know. Be a little clear. Move on. Don't stand in front of my business. Let me be clear. Let you. me be clear. Get the you. out of you. my business. You. It's a you. public street, you motherfucker. Yeah, but it's this a is my public business. street. This you ain't can... your business. Yeah, but this is my business. And you can... Here's another thing. If you're a little guy with a little pot belly and you own the pizza place <laughs> and you tell somebody to get the F out, let me tell you something. Be able to back it up? Yes. Because I don't want to stereotype, but it used to be that most dudes who ran pizza places, if they told you to get the F out, you would get the F out because there would be some follow-up immediately if you didn't. Right. This is different now. This is a swicey kind of pizza place that is, uh, you know, pizza in name only. You Don't... think they offer a hot honey flavor? Yes. Take He's right across the street. Go get him. What are you going to tattle me off or stand on the public street? Just being a f your, bitch. your shirt's six sizes too small, Fatso. Well, here's the other thing. Don't call him the B word. Portnoy wasn't the one bit being the B word. Yeah, he's just reviewing a pizza. Right. It's that guy who's absolutely being a total, the absolute epitome of the B word. Just go f yourself in the whole f platform you're on. Oh, you don't like the platform? You're a joke to me, dude. You know what? You're no, but, but he's not a joke to you. Your game and go somewhere else. Obviously oh, not. Mom. He's not Portnoy laughing. I raised $50 million for small business. So anyway, the guy goes back into the thing. It was not a good showing. Not good. Not good. No. Keep your, you know, like, attitudes. I mean, it has to be the food first. You've got no, that guy did more damage to his own small business than Portnoy did to his small business. Yes. And actually, like you and I said, both of us thought the pizza looked great. But I wouldn't go there because the a-hole. Right, exactly. You don't want to give him money because he's so, like... And once again, like... He could be. He could take exception to Portnoy's review of his pizza, mm -hmm. but not be a total b-word about it. Right. Like he said, "You're a joke to me." Like clearly not. Like he's not laughing. He's not having a good time. He's not funny. He's and not. He's humorless. He's got his best of Boston yeah. uh, plaques in the on the glass, like behind him, which is such a hack move. But but also, you know, you're like being an a-hole to this to Portnoy. The moment you're on a pizza review, this thing has 5.9 million views. Right, it says 6.3 million Well, now. there you go. Dragon Pizza, for just the loyalty of Portnoy haters, is going to get a bump from this. Right. It's like, and this guy is kind of a hero. I wouldn't be surprised if Dave had him on or tried it, but this guy's too stupid to go on. <laughs> I know. It's amazing. Amazing. We'll take a... 
dragon pizza, by the way, if you'd like to make us one. I'm getting no problem up mm-hmm. with that whatsoever. Um, should we talk about the uh, litigation pending, Alice? Uh, the Burger King litigation? Yes. Sure, go ahead on Burger King. Food ads are in the crosshairs as Burger King. Others face lawsuits for false advertising. Food ads have long been made uh, made their subjects look bigger, juicier, and crispier than they are in real life. But some consumers say those mouthwatering ads cross in line into deception, uh, which leading to a number of lawsuits. Burger King's latest company in the crosshairs, uh, the, the 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 ads overstate the amount of meat in its Whopper burger and other sandwiches. But they're the only ones. Yada yada yada. So, I don't know, like. What do you want here? Consumerism in America is means that on the glossy or on video, it's going to look better. And you yeah, have although to, like, other by countries, by the way, none of the none of the like gorgeous anchor women on newscasts look like that either. But right. we're all buying in. Okay, I'll take right. your presentation. The other countries have, um, for years, have had stronger standards on advertising than the United States, for better or worse. I tend to think that stuff is sort of a waste of time. I think you just as a smart consumer know that stuff is fake. But I remember there there was a makeup brand when I uh, worked in the beauty industry that got sued, I think, in Europe for because um, they couldn't prove that the model in the ad wasn't wearing false eyelashes in the mascara ad. Because the idea was that the mascara made your eyelashes look really huge and dark and black. and I mean, it was probably just photoshopped, but... Um, yeah, but they couldn't prove that it wasn't false eyelashes, so they got, there was a class action lawsuit about it, about the ad. But yeah, I mean, I tend to be with you. I think we just all acknowledge that this is like a made up thing and they make the food look better than it is. And you go in and you expect a little bit of a downgrade from what the advertisement looks like. Yeah, generally that's true. Sometimes you get an upgrade. It depends if they're trying to get rid of stuff or whatever. But Obviously, the food ad is at its ideal. You can't expect a line cook um, or that crew back there who is hustling and working to get stuff out to make stuff look all the same all the time. So, you know, a Whopper is a Whopper is a Whopper. I mean, if Mm -hmm. if, if you've got a problem with Burger King, and I understand this is somebody's lawsuit, which is... Burger King should be sued for other things, including not having any good food. <laughs> like getting rid of the one thing they did have, which was the onion ring. And, you know, all all they have to me now is just their chicken sandwiches. When they have them, the ones that are shaped like footballs, not the round ones. But, so they've got bigger problems. And as a matter of fact, it, like, if I was to sue them, I would sue them for that creepy mascot they had running down the <laughs> football field, the King guy, years ago. So true. So true. Regulators are also taking a look at a bunch of um, beverage companies because they're starting to be more, speaking of like marketing, working on people, there's starting to be more um, brands that are loaning their name to alcoholic beverages. Oh, I've seen this like uh, Sunny D. Yep. Sunny D um, has one. There's a Hard Mountain Dew. I think there's a Sonic too. Um, What's... Sonic as a beverage. It's a like you think they've got a seltzer. I think. I think. Like Sonic Restaurant has a seltzer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, that seems plausible. The simply, you know, the simply orange orange juices. Yes, yes, I do. They're doing a line of canned cocktails. 
Um, Coca Cola is letting Jack Daniels use their name on right. a, Sonic on a Jack and is a thing on like. a Jack and Coke, so that you know, Isn't in, that in funny? a can. Like cocktail. everybody's doing just little cans. But it's funny. I mean, Jack Daniels says that the Jack and Coke made with Coca Cola brand in the can is their now their top selling item after it's the second top selling item with the first being regular Jack Daniels. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, so that's their like biggest. Thing. It's like everybody. That's what everybody drinks now. It's like everybody. Mm-hmm. Like we were, we had some people in there. Is our is your was she thirty, Jane? Jane's thirty. Yes. Okay, but those that are right, they're thirty, and they like they just drink seltzers. I guess we did too. Mm-hmm. Uh, like beer hard is Mountain so Dew odd. sold fifty-four million dollars in the last year. I could see how that would be good. But it, it, it mm-hmm. is cyclical because what we're essentially doing is like we'll talk about reinventing stuff. We, we're reinventing the wine cooler, kind of, is what we're doing. Right. Um, Boston Beer Company is doing the hard Mountain Dew. We like them. Um, of course we do. Uh, but yeah, so the, but regulators are looking at them because they want to make sure that people don't accidentally give the products to kids. That it's too confusing. Remember there was a news story like years back of somebody, it might even have been at a ballpark, maybe even Fenway, some dad bought his kid a Mike's Hard Lemonade because he didn't realize it was <laughs> alcoholic like, really? and got in trouble and was like investigated. Um, but I mean, I think that stuff is pretty rare, but they're claiming that like a lot of this stuff is marketed to kids like Sunny D or simply Orange Juice or oh, Mountain Dew. Well, I mean, it is. And so they want it like separated in the store and the packaging to be clearly different enough so the regulators are looking at it to make sure that... I mean, what they're going to do is they're going to go after them the same way they went after the cigarette companies and say you can't do these flavors and stuff because, you know, obviously the alcohol brands young people are drinking less like gen z drinks less than previous generations mm-hmm. so they're obviously trying to brand in to like get younger people to right. so identify they have to lure with them their in with brand. candy because they're not right. they don't want bourbon but the same way like the cigarette companies did like they banned all the flavored cigarettes i bet you they're gonna crack down on this stuff um oh ego waffles has one <laughs> that's like it's like a breakfast liqueur oh that's great so it's called that's great. it's like this it's like this um this uh, Trojan horse that we mm-hmm. think the, the, the people don't like booze anymore. How do we get them booze? <laughs> know, Give them a Snickers that's really get booze. Get them in. The Eggo Brunch in a Jar Sippin' Cream tastes like maple syrup, butter, and bacon. And it like comes in a, ma- in a mason jar. Sounds good. Yeah, I mean, it does sound good. The Brunch in a Jar Sippin' Cream. Brunch but they're saying jar. that Eggo waffles are traditionally marketed towards children. They so are. that. I mean, they're, they're couching it in language It's gone from, like, Lego my ego to Lego my ego. You know, they're worried busy parents aren't going to notice and accidentally feed their kids an ego sipping cream. It is possible. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible that Tom said, Shattuck could just on purpose feed his kids ego well, sipping cream. Well, that said, kids are, like, have... Kids don't like the taste of booze. Yeah, but consumer advocates and public health experts criticized the introduction in recent months of Sunny D vodka seltzer and Ego brunch in a jar as the drinks have long been marketed to children. Isn't that interesting, though, that they're having to resort to nostalgia 
Mm-hmm. To get these like Lego favored flavored vodka, it's like whatever yeah. it takes. Kellogg and the distiller created the drink so parents can let go, relax, and enjoy that treat yourself Oof. feeling brunch. You know what? I'm against it now. <laughs> oh no! The company no. said it is clearly labeled as alcohol for adults 21 and older. So yeah, but yeah. they're but I'm... they're going to be in trouble. The regulators are absolutely going to come for them and try and make them. Um, am I allowed to make you angry one more way Please. today? Please. Um, so, as you know, side note, I like books a lot. Yes. I like reading books. Um, a, uh, shortcoming of yours, yes. But, um, as you probably also know, physical bookstores have seen a decline over the years. Since we've been together, there used to be a lot more. Yes, I have noticed that. It's a shame. <laughs> so, um, a bunch of places have now decided... Oh, there were some... The Borders bookstore experience was good because it didn't rely on you liking books because they had great food and stuff. Yeah. There was things to do. And here you go. They've now expanded. A growing number of bookstore bars offer literature and wines by the glass, a combination that can add up to far more than the sum of its parts with well-priced pours. No. Um, it's not a talent. Uh, anyone can pair wine with food, but it takes a special talent to pair wine with a book. It's not a talent I possess, says the food writer. But after chatting it's with like several, a, you know, that, that's like a, a simple, easy lore for every pretentious jerk. I would actually think Nordic. it's probably easier to pair the, a wine Square with a book. Davis is begging for that. I want a mm-hmm. well-thumbed old leafy book and my wine, and I want to do drink, read that and drink my wine in public so people can see me. That I'm, I'm thoughtful. A wave of these blended businesses have opened in the past years, while others, uh, uh, more established operations, are still going strong. So this food writer visited the bookstore and Get Lit Wine Bar in Lenox, Massachusetts, as well as the Battery Park Book Exchange and Champagne Bar in Asheville, North Carolina, the Book Club Bar in New York City. The buzzed word in Ocean City, Maryland. I get it. And uh, yeah. drink books in Seattle, Washington. It's I fine. Mean, it's it's fine. fine. I'm not want to be a curmudgeon on everything. It's just like going to the bar and painting that everybody does. It's something right. to do to pretend you're doing something rather than just drinking. It's fine. I have no problem. Right. No, I know. Exactly. But if we're honest, right. it's a wine bar that has books in it, not a bookstore with wine in it. Well, right. Yeah. It's like going to a like Victorian era brothel. <laughs> It's fine, but you're wearing the, you know, weird headdress, but mostly it's a brothel. <laughs> True. So, you know, but businesses need to do something to stay afloat. So if rebranding themselves as wine bars helps them and they can have some books inside that make people feel like they're doing something, then, you know, businesses have been through a lot the last few years. I think we can we can hand them that one. We can. Uh, by the way, there's the Wall Street Journal article about um, food trucks getting too hot. Before we go, uh, think it's hot. I'll try getting in a food truck. I'm sorry about this. The food and F&B industry, people have been bravely um, sacrificing themselves mm-hmm. in hot kitchens. Toiling. Yep, toiling for uh, for centuries. So, yeah. sorry, food truck people. I hope it gets better for you, but... Um, it's no. not new. Yes, you have been sacrificing yourself for years, those of you in the food industry, and we thank you for it, as a matter of fact. Well, I hate nostalgia Cause I can't climb up that hill Without thinking your name I hate nostalgia Still think about you it's been so long, I'm so lame 
nostalgia Hope you hate it too Hope you wonder What am I doing and who I'm pursuing I hope you think I lead A really exotic life The way I think about you You probably have a wife of your job And you go to church on Sundays And barbecue on weekends Out in your backyard And sometimes think about me